Episode 32 The Sons of Japheth Genesis 10 verses 2 to 5 The sons of Japheth were Gomer, Magog, Madai, Javan, Tubal, Meshech, and Tiras. The sons of Gomer were Ashkenaz, Riphath, and Togomah. The sons of Javan were Alisha, Tarshish, Kitim, and Rodanim. Those who lived in the lands around the Mediterranean Sea came from these sons of Japheth. All the families grew and became different nations. Each nation had its own land and its own language. To help us piece together the world and where it is from a biblical perspective, here are the names of Japheth's line with the modern equivalent of who those people are. Goma is Germany, Crimea, Cambria and the Celts. Ashkenaz is Germany, the Saxons and Scandinavia. Rephath is the Carpathians. Togoma, who is mentioned in Ezekiel 38, is the Turks and the Armenians. Ten years ago, Turkey turned their allegiance from Israel and are now coming against the people of Israel. Then we have Magog, who is of the Georgians and of the Scythians. Madai is the Amids, the Aryans, and the Indians of India. Javan is the Ionians, the Greeks, and the Coastlands. Elisha is Hellas. Tashish is Spain. Kitim is Cyprus. Dodanim is the area of the Black Sea and the Dardanelles. Tubal, which is Tobolsk. Mishek, which is Moscow. Tiras, which is Thrace, and the Tetons. Early on, the descendants of Japheth, also known as the Aryans, split into two main groups. One group settled in the direction of Europe, and the other went towards India. These people, although varyingly widely in skin tone, are of the same basic stock of people. These two divisions of Japheth are confirmed in modern world history. The Greeks claim an ancestor named Aepetus, a name which is extremely similar to the Hebrew name Yapeth. In India, they have their own flood account, which has many parallels to the biblical one. The great hero of their account had three sons. The name of the oldest son is Ayepeta, again a name amazingly close to Yapeth. The Word of God is telling us amazing details of real people and real matters concerning the beginnings of the post-flood world. The sons of Japheth are the predominant people of India and Europe. They are also, therefore, the source of most American families and groups as well. The sons of Japheth have widely enlarged over the centuries, thus fulfilling the meaning of his name, to enlarge. This enlargement isn't just physical and geographical, also includes scientific, philosophical, intellectual and spiritual disciplines as well. The descendants of Japheth have been at the forefront of scientific understanding, rivalled only by the sons of Shem. History 
is replete with names like Newton, Pasteur, Galileo, Kepler, Faraday, and all of these and so many more have fulfilled the blessing pronounced on Japheth so long ago. The Greeks in particular began the Western concepts of philosophy. Later came the Hellenistic and Roman philosophers and then the Western, medieval, early modern and modern philosophers, the majority of which are of the sons of Japheth. These great minds developed because of an ancient blessing by Noah on Japheth. The blessing mentioned in the last chapter didn't stop with the thought of enlargement. Noah also said, And may he dwell in the tents of Shem. This isn't speaking of literally dwelling in tents, so it must be relevant to the first portion of the blessing. Dr. Kustons noticed that Japheth dwelling in Shem's tents means that he would come to share in the same inheritance as Shem, the spiritual one, carrying on the message of the cross of Jesus. After the Jewish people rejected Christ, the spiritual banner of humanity, which is the Christian message, was moved from Shem to Japheth. It is this group of people, the sons of Japheth, which has for 2,000 years held the spiritual primacy of the doctrines of Christ. The scientific and philosophical doctrines of Japheth have been united to the theological message given to us by the sons of Shem. In other words, it is the philosophy of people like Aristotle and Thomas Aquinas which has allowed us to grasp the nature of what the Bible speaks of in matters like the Trinity. This and many other concepts only come into clear focus from what the line of Japheth has brought us through philosophy. God makes no mistakes. Noah's blessing upon Japheth is amazing when we see how it is literally fulfilled in this way. To complete the thought about Japheth dwelling in Shem's tents, let's look at how God both started and will complete his message to the world through the Jewish people. Dwelling in the tents of someone means that they encircle you. And the Bible, without doubt, shows that the Jewish people will again be the focus of the world's spiritual attention, thus fulfilling the encircling effect of Shem around Japheth. The line of the Messiah is established in Genesis with a son of Adam named Seth, then through Noah, and then through Shem. It then runs down through the Jewish people all the way to the end of the Gospel of John. After John comes the book of Acts, the first twelve chapters of which are focused particularly on Peter, who is the apostle to the Jews. From chapter 13 until the end of Acts, the book is focused on the work of Paul, the apostle to the Gentiles. At this point, the spiritual banner is being handed over to the sons of Japheth. The book of Acts begins in Jerusalem, speaking to the Jews, and ends in Rome with these words. Therefore, let it be known to you that the salvation of God has been sent to the Gentiles, and they will hear it. After Acts and its end in Rome, the next 13 epistles are written by Paul, specifically to the Gentile people. After these letters, the direction changes completely. The next book is called Hebrews, and is written again to the Jewish people. After Hebrews comes James, who writes to the 
12 tribes scattered abroad. The next two are written by Peter, the apostle to the Jews. From there, there are 1st, 2nd and 3rd John, which carry on the style and form of the Gospel of John. After John comes Jude, which is almost a repetition of the words of Peter. These eight letters from Hebrews to Jude lean towards the tent of Shem and serve a transitional purpose of leading up to the book of Revelation. In Revelation, the first three chapters deal with the church, but from chapter 4 through 19, it deals solely with Israel. Finally, in chapter 19, Christ returns to Israel with the church, and the book finishes off after three chapters of future events, which combine the physical and spiritual. We see there the final merging of God's people from both Jew and Gentile. In other words, when one stands back and looks at the overall picture, the sons of Japheth, meaning the church, truly dwell in the tents of Shem, being encompassed on all sides by his spiritual tent. One can see the message of redemption found in the person of Jesus, the greatest of all the descendants of Shem, and our Lord, our Saviour. Hallelujah and Amen.